Who's the first to protect our land without compromise? Tamacycle, the first of its kind ecological net wrap and baler twine made with recycled content. Contact your local dealer today and start baling for a better tomorrow. Tama, always first. And welcome to your Over the Farmgate podcast brought to you by Farmers Guardian. I'm your host for this week, Farmers Guardian business reporter Alex Black. Don't forget, we'll bring you a new episode of the podcast every Tuesday. Subscribe through your favourite platform to ensure that you stay up to date. In this episode, we're discussing a new report from Arla into the sustainability of their farms as they look to slash farm emissions by 30% by 2030. Last Thursday, the cooperative released its report on a sustainable future for British dairy, which analyses the results from its year one climate checks. The report showed Arla farmers are already among the most climate efficient dairy farmers in the world. It also highlighted that balance was key. No one system was found to be better than any other, with the way the farm is managed absolutely vital. I caught up with Agriculture Director Alice Swift to find out more about the results. So some of the key findings that the report really highlighted was that olive farmers in the UK actually have half the emissions when producing a kilo of milk versus um, the global average. Um, So actually a lot of really positive things came out of the report that highlights um, that actually the UK is a great place to produce milk and that we can do it in a way that has a minimal impact on, on the environment. So that was really reassuring. Um, It also highlighted what we already know in that, you know, a good farmer is a good farmer, whatever the system. It didn't show, you know, that organic was better than conventional or housed or grazed better than each other. It's all about uh, the management of the farmer. So what is often uh, good for an efficient business is also good um, for carbon um, and the environment. And just tell us a little bit about you know, how how your farmers engage with this, how how you've come to, you know, the conclusions that have come in the report. Yeah, so last year um, in 2020, we launched um, Climate Check. So Climate Check is our carbon footprinting tool that all of our Arla farmers across all four uh, northern European markets have access to. So it starts um, with the self-assessment. Our farmers go online uh, to the platform they will have access to and input their data against over 200 metrics. Uh, That data is then screened and looked at by the scientists and um, our independent advisors on this is Promar. So Promar follow up with every farmer following their carbon data submission to ensure that the data is credible, robust and the farmers fully understood the the questions and that the answers um, are credible. So it's it's inputted by farmers, but then it's all validated by scientists and independent consultants. And I think what's really key about this is this gives the farmers an insight into what their footprint is, which allows them to then take action. And I think those the visits that they then have with Promar are absolutely key because it's focusing on their farm and trying to demystify, you know, what that farmer can do to reduce the emissions so that we're able to achieve our targets of reduced emissions um, by 30% by 2030 and then net zero by 2050. And I think the two biggest areas of emissions surround feed and, and digestion, which I suppose is you know, are, are related to each other. I mean, what do, what does this report tell you about that and what farmers 
you know need to be focusing on yeah so it just yeah very by the very natural nature of the cow just under half the emissions come from that enteric fermentation um so we you know and that's that's a really complex area dairy farming always says is a very complex science and it's important that we're led by the science and what we do um so we're very much being led um by you know research on that department before we make any decisions uh, before altering you know if you're doing feed additives to kind of reduce those emissions in terms of what happens in the rumen but on the feed side and um, that is our area of first priority because actually there are some tangible things that we can do um, to make a difference and actually what the report has highlighted is that we're actually overfeeding protein um, in some cases so it's about working with our farmers to reassure them that they can adjust um, diets and look at protein alternatives um, without impacting the output you know, a diet, a cow's diet is incredibly personal to that farm. The farm of the cows, um, it's not one size fits all. So it's really important that um, farmers trust um, the data and the reasons to change um, because they're already doing a really great job. Um, and this is just about um, making slight tweaks to improve things further. And I know it's 96% of your, your milk volume are already involved in this. I mean, why are your farmers was keen it's a voluntary thing so keen to to get involved and you're looking to get that 100 percent take up over the next few years yeah that would be utopia because you know it's all about um protecting the brand i think some people are often surprised to know that arla are the uk's third largest food company in the uk so this is all about um continuing to build the brand the brand that our farmers have invested in um you know anchor cravendale lurpack are the brands behind Arla and it's all about um, you know ensuring that customers can trust our brand as you know a brand that does the right thing by the animals and the environment and nutrition so when I really hope we can get to that 100% um, commitment because it adds further weight and um, to the credibility of this program. You touched on it a little bit there, but that that benefit to the farmers um, there, you know, with, with consumers, consumer demand for products that are environmentally sustainable. What's that benefit then to to the farmer that's uh, sending you milk? I think the, the benefit to the farmer um, and as a farmer and co-op is it it's securing their future. Um, you know, consumers are increasingly interested in how their food is produced. And um, as I said, we're the third largest food company in the UK. Um, we've got a responsibility to produce nutritious, healthy food with a you know, reduced impact on the environment. So by taking these steps to demonstrate to consumers that we are taking action on carbon, um, we're hoping this will build more trust in the Isla brand so that consumers can buy dairy products knowing that they're doing right by their own health. Um, but also the planet. So I think that's what motivates our farmers to engage is the fact that, you know, this should help grow the brand further. Um, so, so that's the focus. And I think one of the, the key things that's always on farmers' minds is obviously that, that bottom line of, of the business. We're talking about, you know, covering slurry pits and, and the likes that it's an expensive thing to do some of these things. How, how do you reconcile that with, with what you're doing? Yeah, and you know that's that's absolutely right. You know, our farmers are working 
enormous hours you know you know seven days a week 52 weeks of the year um, and this is another ask you know how has this ask been tolerated well it's it's been tolerated because actually their brands are performing so I think you know they see actually you know for us to perform in the world that we live in today this is you know this is our license to do business really well um, so I think that certainly helps farmers with you know the reasons why to do this um and that yeah it's it's keeping that open mind as to you know what what do we need to do to reassure consumers so that they keep buying dairy there's still time to nominate your cab warrior and win a takeaway for you and your team this harvest courtesy of bayer simply nominate your teammate who has gone above and beyond and kept your team's spirits high. Tell us why they deserve to win by tagging them and Bayer in a tweet or enter via the competition Instagram post. Two teams will win each week during harvest. Full details on the Bayer for Crops UK social media accounts. Thanks to Alice. Now, the report summarises the data gathered from 1,964 of Arla's UK farmers. There are 2,241 Arla farmers here in the UK, and the farms have on average 206 cows. Collectively, they make up 28% of the UK's dairy farms. I spoke with one of these farmers to discover how he had found the experience. I'm Joe Welford. I am uh, 34. I found partnership with my wife, Wendy, and my mum and dad, Andy, Andy and Barbara, um, well, on the edge, edge of the North Yorkshire Moors, uh, up between Whitby and Gisborough, we are not far from the sea, only a couple of miles from uh, the East Coast. We have we're about 300 acre block here, we have 280 dairy cows, plus our followers. Uh, we're doing about 10,000 litres of cow a year. And, and obviously, yeah, we're obviously we're farmers, so that is, uh, and that's why, that's obviously why we're doing this climate report. And, uh, um, yeah, we, we've sort of increased over the years. We, we, you know, when I was school, we'd, we'd only have probably 100 odd cows, and then yeah, we just sort of steadily increased uh, as we've got a bit more land over the years as well. Um, so we're probably at a, a level now where we, we can't do a lot more without any more land, really. So obviously, you got involved with the the climate checks mm, at Arlo. Yeah. Why, why did you want to get involved in that? Well, you need to be able to measure your what you are doing at the moment in order to improve on it. So you need to, you need to know where you are. And it's, I mean, it's, your, it's a way of everything's headed anyway. So you need to, you need to get on board with it and you need to be able to, um, you need to be able to show that you're, that you're improving. And also it does benchmark you against all the other farmers in the group as well. So, you know, you, you, you can see a lot, you know, there's people there doing a bit better and might be using it as fertilizer in you, they might be more free efficient than you. Well, you could maybe, um, you know, and then you can see what they're doing, and you know, and, and you can maybe improve your own business through that as well. It's a, it's a good thing to do, really, for the future of your of your uh, of your product and your supply. And have you made any changes to the way that you're farming on the back of what you've done so far? No, I mean we're, we're always trying to be as efficient as possible. Anyway, um, I mean I've started genomic testing our heifers, so. That should hopefully increase with efficiency a bit more. Um, we already have quite a lot of, we already have renewable energy on farm, we've had that for quite a few years, our wind turbine and solar panels. Um, so nothing, 
nothing groundbreaking, but I mean, it's a constant progress trying to sort of process, uh, trying to uh, become more and more efficient all the time. Um, I mean, it's just all, it's sort of little steps all the time, you know, you, you maybe do your heifers a bit better or, you know, feed the cows a bit better or get comfy cubicles. So it is, it is sort of a, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, one thing the report flagged up to us, our feed efficiency was very good, but our fertiliser use, artificial fertiliser, was actually towards the higher end uh, on the range. So that's something we'll have to look, you know, look into more, how we can target our fertiliser use better and make more use of our on-farm manure. And Alice said that they've got 96% of their milk volume that are doing it. I mean, obviously that's still a group of farmers that aren't, and obviously farmers that um, other processors. What would you say to people, you know, the benefits of it for them? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you do get paid, you do get a premium for doing it anyway, so you do actually, you're losing out on that premium for not doing it, so that's, I mean, that's it, that's it, but also, it would it would give them scope to uh, probably improve their, improve their efficiency, but I mean, I would hazard a guess that the people who didn't do it are probably thinking about leaving the industry in the next few years anyway. Uh, I mean, this won't apply to all of them, but it will be a, uh, there will be a few, you know, that, that will be the general thing. But it, it, it would highlight areas, it does highlight a few areas of improvement. Uh, and, it, and also, the process of doing it uh, is quite good. It does keep, uh, it's good for your, you know, keeping a look at your costs. Because actually, you're just doing it, you know, you look at all them bills, you know, so you are actually keeping a very, it keeps you probably more in tune with your costs as well. And one of the things that um, Alice pointed out was, from Arla's perspective, this is a, an opportunity to to remove the the emissions argument from people, you know, who who might think, oh, you know, there's, you know, dairy's got high high carbon emissions, yeah. and use that as a reason to cut back on dairies. That consumer, yeah. In your mind, yeah, yeah. So no, you, you need to be able to show that you you can't head towards carbon neutral. You need to be able to show that you can uh, that, 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 that you can farm in a sustainable way that uh, that is good for you know, good for the environment, good for the, good, you know, for the area you're in and and the product you produce is of nutritional value that can, that, that can be delivered to the consumer at a, at a, at a reasonable price. So there's, there's all, you know, um, and, and yeah, it does, but you, yeah, you do need to show that you can, you can do it. You can do it in a, in a, in a, in a carbon, in an environment friendly way. Otherwise, ultimately, you will have no market. Uh, because you know, if you just ignore it all, uh, the, the market will shift somewhere else eventually. Because this is the way things are heading, and and you know, and, and probably for the best as well. Really, like you do, do something about climate change. This is sort of a continual, you know, a continual yearly check, isn't it? You're going to be, yeah. you know, f- filling all this out again next year. What what are you hoping to to get when you get the results from from next year's? Where do you want to be? Well. I mean, I don't think thing, we won't change too much in a year. Um, uh, it won't be, it won't be, it won't be a lot different. I think the um, hopefully we can uh, keep making small improvements. Yeah, hoping with this genetic testing and we can have more efficient cows and try and you know and feed them as well as we can all the time. And we're hopefully we'll be able to make some 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 sort of small gains there. Well, not small gains, but reasonable gains there. Um, you know, I mean, if you took, if you look at our, you know, ground from 10,000 litres, but if you look at the top end and the bottom end, 
there'll be some doing seven, some doing 13. Well, if you can have more than doing 13, a few less than doing seven, you, you know, you have got the potential to actually uh, improve things quite a lot. Uh, just by you know, so I'm hoping this you know testing and 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 bringing in better better animals will be it should should make us quite a lot more efficient really. And you know, obviously we are looking, we have been looking a bit at putting in anaerobic digester, but they're I mean they're quite expensive and fairly complicated to run, but I wouldn't rule it out altogether. Um, uh, yeah, but it is something we we have been looking into. Yeah, I think that's uh, another question I was going to ask. Obviously, some of these um, changes that are highlighted, um, a lot of farmers might look at them, you know, we're talking anaerobic digestion there, but slurry covers, etc. It's quite, a, you know, a lot of it investment for, for some farms. I mean, yeah. you've, you've mentioned about, you know, it benefiting your costs there. What what does it, you know, that investment, is it something that's worth investing yeah, but- yeah, the investment, it does need to pay off, doesn't it? I mean, so you, you, you can't just, you know, it's got to put an over digestive in just to improve your figure. It, has, it, it will have to pay for itself as well, um, which it, it, you know, it should do. And whether, I mean, the trouble is that at the moment they do quite big things and they're very, you know, whether you get like a sort of small scale one that would be sort of cheaper to install that would give you maybe not quite a much output, but a reasonable amount of output, obviously. But um, I don't know. Um, but again, you know, the slow recovery thing, I mean, yeah, that is a cost for no financial benefit of that. And you get less rainwater in your actual slurry store, so you don't have like, to pump. But it's going to be forced upon us by legal legislation. So we're going to have to do it if we want to be able to keep producing milk. Really. Um, so it is going to be, it is going to be something that, um, and and that and that might and that and that should lead to be slightly reduced emissions through that. But yeah, there isn't going to be much financial benefit with that. But um, it is going to be a case of if you want to keep producing, you're going to have to you're going to have to do that. Uh, are you are you seeing that your process is being proactive on on things like this? Is that something that's a positive for yourself? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, they have been they've been very proactive about all the way through. And and you know, and to be fair, they are delivering on price. I mean, we, you know, we are getting one of the best prices in the country. So you can't really, it's not like you're doing all this and not seeing a return for it, because you see the direct return for it. You know, I mean, we're, we're getting a couple of pence more than everyone else. So, um, so that, so that is, that, is, that in itself is well worth it. So um, it, it, it will happen. And, you know, so, and, and, and now they're doing it right, because, you know, you need to be on the front foot with all this, really. Thank you to Joe. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform to keep notified of new episodes of Over the Farm Gate. We'll be back next Tuesday. From all the team at Farmers Guardian, thank you for listening. We hope you stay safe and well, and goodbye for now.